Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's allbirds.com code SUPER24. Welcome back, everyone. Little crimson tide there in the background to get you pumped. As if I need to get you pumped this morning. Are you pumped, Denver? This is the Morning Huddle. I'm your host, David Hurl, but Nigel, whose last name I don't know yet, is filling it. Nigel, what's your last name, brother? My last name is Kengethe. Okay, I'm going to work on that during the break. I will work on that. Nigel's here filling in for Alex Becker. 303-831-1340. Call or text us, friends, whatever is on your mind. I'm pretty sure I know what's on your mind on this rainy Tuesday morning, June 13th. 303-831-1340. Again, the number, whatever is on your mind. We may or may not have, uh, let's see. Nate joining us today. I know he said he's getting some work done at his house, so he may or may not be in the studio by the time my show is done. I just confirmed Buddy Andrade will join us today at 9.15 Mountain Standard Time. My East Coast guy, love talking football, the NFL and Broncos with him, but I really want his... Uh, I like to get a national take on our local sports here to hear what Buddy and his, uh, his thoughts on the Nuggets and... and and Jokic, and the rest of the team, what he thinks of the new NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, and how they play the game, and how Malone coached. So, buddy, I, I know you're watching and listening as you already commented on my shirt. Uh, you are confirmed for the next segment, my friend. Uh, Nigel, how you doing this morning? Everything good, brother? Everything all right in your household, in your world? Everything great. Everything great. It's hard not to be, especially with everything happening last night, Nuggets NBA champs. Uh it's, it's hard to it's hard to be doing better than that. No, it is hard. It is very difficult. Are you a lifelong a Coloradan? Are you born and raised here? What's your story? I was, yeah, I'm born and raised. Born okay. and raised all twenty years of my life. Well, all twenty years, I feel so old. All twenty years, so I can't even take you out legally for a celebratory Coors Light yet, can I? <laughs> Not until next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a date. It's a date. Uh, Nigel, another young. Uh, great you know, employee around here filling in for Alex Becker while he is touring Africa. Uh, folks, there you have it. I've only been in Denver seven, eight years doing a, a sports talk radio show the, the entire time. I've seen some really highs of sports teams in this town. I've seen some really lows, you know, including things like CU football last year. The Denver Broncos struggling. 
you know, after their Super Bowl 50 victory, you know, the Rockies, who I just don't think will sniff a World Series in my lifetime until there's different ownership. Uh, the Avs last year winning the Stanley Cup. And now uh, Monday, June 12th, your Denver Nuggets. And, folks, they are yours. They're not mine. I really enjoy the Denver Nuggets. I have said as long as I've been in Denver, they are my favorite of the Denver teams. But your Denver Nuggets got their first championship in darn near half a century last night. And I hope you enjoy it for a long, long time. 94-89 victory over the Miami Heat. In the gentleman sweep, which I predicted, uh, Andy Zone predicted, Alex Becker predicted. I don't think I'm Nostradamus for making that prediction, but I stuck to my guns. Five-game sweep. I was a little nervous after that, uh, you know, game two loss at home. But then the Nuggets, you know, they righted the ship and went on to win three in a row. And look, let me first say, because I probably will forget all the credit in the world to the Miami Heat. Like Michael Wilbon said last night in the postgame, I, I know there really aren't moral victories in professional sports. This isn't Little League Baseball. These guys are paid professional, making tens of millions of dollars. I know they don't want to hear this from me or anyone else tonight or today. But, man, they have nothing to be ashamed about. That was a wonderful, wonderful playoff run for the Miami Heat. And I hope they have some fans waiting for them at the Miami airport or you know, calling into the talk shows down there in Miami and just giving them a lot of credit. And I don't mean to sound condescending either, but how many times have I said on the show in the last six, seven weeks, as long as the playoffs have been underway, they lost the first play-in game to Atlanta, and they with, with five minutes to go against Chicago, they were down and darn near could have missed the playoffs. But they make it as an eight seed. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Knicks, who had the home court advantage. They beat the Celtics, who had the home court advantage. They went into Boston, traditionally a tough place to play over the decades, and won game seven there after losing three in a row. They fly here on little rest, come to the altitude, exhausted, win a game here in Denver. Man, they've got nothing to be ashamed about. Eric Spolstra can coach my team any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Please, one day, go to my Knicks. So they may win one, and I can feel what you are feeling, folks, here in Denver. But from the get-go, the Nuggets, I almost said the Broncos, the Nuggets were the better team in the series, more talented team, the deeper team, the younger team, home court advantage. Folks, they were just the best team in the NBA. What can you say? At times in the season, they looked like it. At times in the season, it looked like they were, you know, frustrated and uh, losing some of that momentum. I was worried about Phoenix once KD went to Phoenix. You always worried about a Laker team, which has someone like LeBron, still very, very effective at 38 AD. That history. I wasn't as worried about Miami. But man, when it was all said and done, this team went 16 and 4 in the playoffs, led by, you know, the Serbian. Terminator or Express, whatever you want to call him. One of the most humble superstars I've ever seen in my 50 years on this planet. Led by Jokic, followed by Murray, followed by MPJ, one game, or Gordon, another game, or Christian Brown, another, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The coaching, the leadership of Coach Malone, the years of patience. In this day and age when everyone is so impatient, 
especially in pro sports. You know, that's what I follow the most. You see guys, you know, in Milwaukee getting fired after they won a championship a few years ago. Such an impatient world we live in, you know, with our smartphones, which I'm holding up now in the air in the studio. You know, texting a girl you like, texting a guy you like, ugh, it's been an hour, why don't they get back to me? Oh, I don't know, maybe they're sleeping, maybe they're at work. We're so impatient. I was impatient last night, I'll tell you about that later in the show. Driving in the highway with road rage, we're so impatient. Oh, it's taking my, it's taking my, you know, $5,000 laptop forever to download this movie. Really? You're able to download movies now into your laptop and take them wherever you want to go. The Nuggets remain patient with Malone, patient with this homegrown team with a few exceptions. But the stars, the core of this team, drafted by Tim Conley, who deserves a lot of credit put together by others. Conley deserves a lot of credit. I wonder if he would get a ring. I wonder how that works. I guess it changes from sport to sport or organization to organization. But they let the team grow together. Build that chemistry. Everybody finally get healthy. And holy cow. Boy, I sound like Bill Rizzuto for those of you my age or older. Holy cow. But for years we've been saying, well, wait until everyone gets healthy. MPJ, Jamal Murray. Well, we waited and we waited and we were saying this is the year. And for crying out loud, it did work. A healthy Denver Nuggets team is the best team in the NBA. It wasn't pretty last night. It wasn't a Monet. It wasn't Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. It wasn't the Sistine Chapel. You know, Denver shooting 18% from three-point land, 45% overall. They're they're foul shooting. I don't even want to say it. But who cares how you win the game, right? They won the game last night in sort of a, a street brawl type of game. I said 11099 it was 9489 victory more like a 90s 1990 score any way you want to play them they'll beat you you want to fire away from downtown we can do that you want a fast break we can do that you want this to be you know a, like I said a street brawl you want to get in the boxing ring with us we can do that they'll continue to find a way to win and my, my goodness after half a century coming from the ABA 11-win season. I remember just, what, six or seven years ago, they weren't so great. And they had a Meet the Denver Nuggets event over at Punchbowl Social on Broadway, and I went. I was fairly new to this uh, organization and sports talk radio. Having come from the East Coast via Los Angeles. And I remember meeting Jokic there. And he was having a really good January. I said, man, you're having a great January. And he looked at me as I looked up to him, all 5'8", of me looking up to his 7-foot. He said, man, I'm having a great life. And as my wife knows, I was kicking myself last night, and I do that way too often. Folks, don't do that. Don't beat yourself up. I was saying, why didn't I really strike up a friendship and a relationship with him that night? Because nobody wanted to interview Jokic then. Maybe I would have been his friend and his you know, media colleague or, or media connection. For the last seven years. Maybe he would have been on the show this morning. But that's water under the. Is that the right expression I want to use right now? 
Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback myself. Point is, I remember when this team was really, really struggling. Get rid of this guy who shoots too much. Get rid of that guy. Why'd you get rid of this guy? Why'd you do that? Why'd you bring him in? All of it for last night. Your Denver Nuggets are world champions. Congratulations, Nuggets Nation. All right, 9-12 in the morning. Buddy Andrew will join us when we return. Then much more Nuggets talk in the second half of the show. Glad you could join us. Even though it's cloudy and rainy, I know it's sunny in your heart and your mind for the Nuggets. Come on back right here, the morning huddle. I'll take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world, isn't your average financial partner they craft the right solution for you the morning huddle with david hurlbutt on mile high sports cool in the gang Cool with a, with a K, right? Cool in the gang? Celebration. One of the great, you know, festive songs. Celebratory songs of all time. 303-831-1340. I was just texting with Buddy Andre this morning. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, hit and miss these days until we really start getting into football. And he'll have a, a specific day of the week that he will come on. But he was texting me this morning. How's everyone feeling? Nice shirt. I am wearing a Denver Nuggets Champions t-shirt this morning on the air i said you want to come on he said absolutely so buddy good morning how you doing brother doing good congratulations that uh really awesome winning a championship is the ultimate for a fan and these nugget fans are going to be flying high for a long time a long time amen you said it i mean you're as passionate as sports fan as any uh we have many many here in denver and uh you know yeah, I would think it would be similar to the long drought the Boston Red Sox were on, the curse of the Bambino, you know, the Nuggets coming over from the ABA, uh, first championship ever last year, or last night. And, uh, you know, when you're loyal to a team, my friend, and they finally get there or loyal to a specific player, you really feel like you're part of the ride and you were part of the ride, and, and you are. You can't do it without the fans. And you said it, man. It's really special, isn't it, when you get that first one? Yeah, the first one is just absolutely incredible. And for me, like, the Patriots have always been my number one. Gotcha. Starting in 1984, my dad took me to my first game, and I was hooked. Like, I haven't missed a game on TV or radio since. Yeah. Um, And that's going till now. Um, And it's, like, I just remember that 2001 run. And just exactly who you are with and different sides. And it's weird in my mind's eye, I can see myself walking through the old Foxborough Stadium and looking out and seeing the snow and going, holy crap, this is like majestic. This is like <laughs> such a feeling. Nuggets fans, there's going to be moments you're going to remember from all of this um, that are going to stick with you forever because it's. It's part of who you are. It's part of your fabric. Um, and just 
and just cherish it. Like, enjoy the next few days. Like, I'm sure a lot of people um, throat hurt today. Yes. Or, you know, took a day. And you're probably going to be able to go out pretty early today and have bars packed and people just celebrating. It's just, it is. Just take it all in. You were only there a year ago with the Avalanche, and that wasn't the first one with them. But the first one, especially with the Nuggets, and they've been here, you know, as long as they have. And the history and everything they've been through, it's, it's, uh, Getting over the hump is really good. It is. It really is. Um, look, I, I, I was there as a young Mets fan. I loved the 86 Mets. Uh, I, I suffered for years with, with the Cowboys, and they finally broke through, and I'm suffering again. I was in diapers the last time my Knicks won. I, I will cry if and when the Knicks ever win it. And the Nuggets are my favorite Denver team. They really are. I love the game of basketball. They're so likable, buddy, uh, from their – one of the most humble superstars I've ever watched and covered in sports. Uh, talk to me a little bit from your East Coast perspective, your national perspective of what Jokic means to you, his game. What does he mean to the NBA? Just give me sort of a New England look on Nikola Jokic. Do you remember a conversation we had 18 months ago? We were talking the day after the Celtics Nuggets in Boston. Yes. And I said, the guy who I respect most in the basketball world is Mike Gorman, who does play-by-play for the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And his words were, Jokic is the most Larry Bird player I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Do you remember me saying that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it's so true. It's, you know, he, he did put up a lot of points, but... He can dominate a game by distributing and rebounding and making everybody better. Yep. And in game two, you saw that they wanted him to be more of a scorer, not as much of a distributor. So everybody wasn't moving around and, you know, the flow of the offense, they were kind of interrupting. Almost like that Michael Jordan game in 86 against the Celtics where they were like, yeah, go for 63, but nobody else is going to do anything. Right, right. You know, uh, strategy, but no, he – he found a way to get people involved. And when I hosted last week, I said, the big thing is maybe you want to find somebody else in game three who early gets off. Like, you know, Aaron Gordon, get him some drives to the hoop or get MPJ some three-point shots and get one of the role players really involved. And if you look at the end of this game last night, it's the role players with the steals and the rebounds and the free throws. Yeah. And that's where championships are won. And then I heard the morning show. They were so great this morning. Uh, great job, guys. Um, talking about, like, Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan and, you know, veterans who are there to kind of lead through experience. Because Jeff Green's been through a lot. Chess pain, you know, his heart. It just The Jeff Green story is one of those ESPN 30 for 30s later on. Yeah. Um, in a good way, just everything that he went through physically and all the different teams and some of the moments he's really stepped up in big games and been a part of a team. But leadership like that, you go, those are the guys you remember later on. Like, you're going to look at the championship roster and you're going to go, oh, yeah, Jeff Green was on that team. Yeah, he was, he was a really good leader. And I, I look, like, look back at the 2001 Patriots. Anthony Pleasant was on that team. Yeah, he was a... 
he was a really important leader. Brian Cox was on that team. Yep, mm-hmm. he was a very important leader. Yes. Um, as time moves on, um, you'll see little highlights, and I don't know if they do the DVDs anymore. It's just, you know, you can just pop it on on YouTube or online now and just, you know, watch these moments and kind of relive them and what you felt. And it, it really is. It's an unbelievable feeling. And this team so deserved it. What a run. You know, and this Miami team, let me tell you, they're a tough one to kill. I they mean, are. You, you think about it. They were a few minutes away from not even being in the playoffs and losing two play-in games. Yep. To game five of the NBA Finals because they got a lot of alphas and they got a culture, and you beat that culture. And I talked about it last week when I told Ben. You know, you, you got to get into that culture and kind of make them think twice. And those three role players who really stepped up, um, you know, a couple of days ago, it's two points. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. You know, it, it's really shutting down and making people think, yeah, you are who we think you are, and we're going to shut you down. Talk with Buddy Andre from E2GSports.com, uh, one of my favorite East Coasters. You know, another similarity between Jokic and Bird. You know, small-town guys attached to their small towns. We all know that famous line, you know, Bird at the parade, you know, there's only one place I'd rather be, French Lick, you know, his, his ties to Indiana. You know, Jokic was upset last night when he heard the parade is Thursday. He wants to get home to Serbia and see family and friends. Uh, you know, very humble, small-town, you know, have their roots in small-town type guys. So I, I, I couldn't agree more with the comparison there. Buddy, uh... Could this team, you know, you're very hesitant to use the D word. Could it be a dynasty? I mean, their core, they're they're all 28 and under. Uh, You know, it's not like the NFL where you have to fill a 53-man roster year after year and practice squad and, you know, it's one and done in the playoffs. You you basically need eight guys to get through a playoff run. So can they continue to fill this team with role players and can they be a dynasty? They did something the other day I was reading about that kind of flew under the radar and made a deal with Oklahoma City to get some first-round picks because Oklahoma City was – I mean, I, I think they have like 27 first-round picks in the next four years. Agreed, so yes, yes. You, you can only stash people away so far. I mean, you can't <laughs> have eight guys playing in Iceland. Right, you know, right, you, right. You can't have your own franchise out there. you got to – you got to figure it out. You got to turn it into commodities. You got to build eventually. Yeah, but that's good because what they're going to do—they're very good. And remember, like a guy like Bones Highland was here, and yeah. you know, just a fit. But you're like, no, this guy's more of a fit. So, what you're doing is you're bringing in assets, you build them up, and sometimes you deal them for a more experienced player to bring in to fill a certain void, or these guys develop into role players. You have the top players. It's a matter of, you know, keeping them. They're happy there. They're winning championships. Like, right now, go get them. And, you know, the Aaron Gordon trade, you realize how big of a trade that was in the past. Uh, Caldwell Pope being brought in. Brown, who was the best player on the Nets in the playoffs last year against the Celtics. That guy was unbelievable. He's such a great role player. And the thing is, when you win a championship, maybe those role players do move on, but other role players won't come here. Yes. Because there's guys who want to win rings. Yes. So 
you're able to say that guy right there, he'll come here at a good price. And you do, you look at a roster like golden state the last few years and you're like, how did they get this guy on the roster too? It's so cheap because they want to go and be part of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. The nuggets are now a free agent destination. I want to go play with Jokic. I want to try and get that ring while I still got some good years left. Great point. I was going to get to that later. You beat me to it, but I love it. Uh, buddy, always a pleasure, man. Let's get you on next week. Start talking a little more football. We'll you know, start gearing up towards, you know, uh, you know, uh, training camp and, 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 you know, preseason games, which, believe it or not, around the corner. Thanks for checking in, brother. We appreciate it. No problem. Have a great one, everyone. Congratulations. And just take it in and enjoy, but do it safely. Take Amen. Care. Amen. This ain't Billy. Amen. Buddy Andrade, folks, from E2GSports.com. Let's make the turn. We're on the ninth green. Come on back, friends, right here. Mile High Sports. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbutt on Mile High Sports. Sounds of glory days. The sweet, sweet sounds of glory days. I'm a Jersey guy. You know the rule. If there's a huge victory in the Centennial State, we play a little glory days to celebrate that uh, that victory. And last night, we should just be, play the whole album last night in honor of the Denver Nuggets. The chairman of the board just walked into the studio. That would be Nate Sinatra. Lundy. Sinatra, old blue eyes. I, I assume you, you uh, I hope you don't, you, me, don't have, you don't want me to sing. <laughs> you don't have you don't any mob connections. <clears throat> Especially after yelling at the arena last night. I'm actually surprised I've got as much voice as I do. No, you sound great. You sound great. Now, remind me. Oh, Nate, I thank you. Forgive me. You, you moved here as a young kid or you're born no, and no, raised no, in Colorado? No, 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 no. I moved here in 2010. Okay, uh, okay. I got here in January of 2010. I grew up in Oregon. That's right. You went to Oregon State. That's right. That's right. Okay. So you're similar to me. You came here to the state later in life. Where yep. would you rank last night's victories? We're kind of kind of outsiders. Well, it, so here's what's so here's what's weird because I've seen some people ranking stuff. Uh, our good friend Tyler Columbus actually did it on Twitter a minute ago. He was talking about local championships. Okay. Uh, and he he joked that he was biased. He put Super Bowl Fifty at number one. Of course he did. Sure. He, was, he was on the team. Yeah. Um and. Uh, and then he re- and then he said uh, number two in his opinion was the Buffs winning the national championship in 1990, mm. uh, and then he had last night at number three. I, I think it depends on 
what kind of a fan you are and where you came from, right? So, like, I was talking to um, I was talking to somebody pregame yesterday, and then I was uh, I had a conversation postgame. Um, and by the way, a hat tip to all of you drunk mofo's last night running around outside the arena. Holy cow, that was pure comedy. <laughs> um, but uh, um, so. Like I mentioned this last night pregame and, and I and I've talked about it on the air before. Like I'm I'm spoiled, dude, because I was in San Antonio for three of the championships. Um I ran uh. I ran the flagship station for the Spurs, WAI, uh, in San Antonio. And so I was there for three of the championships. Yeah. And so it it like last night for me took on a little bit of a different vibe because a team that I root for has won the championship before. Um, you know, I've had a chance to actually, you know, have that kind of celebration and, um, you know, be on the court and, and, and things like that. So that, so I, like, I'm spoiled, man. I, I know I am, mm -hmm. I, you know, like, you know, first world white guy problems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but last night to me had a little bit of a different vibe in that, like when I was there, with the Spurs, they had already won. I didn't get there for the first one. So I wasn't there in 99. Okay. When Duncan and, and Robinson won it together. So San Antonio had already done it mm -hmm. when they then did it again and then did it again and then did it again, obviously. So last night is completely different. Last night when you have a franchise that's never done it before, mm -hmm. they haven't even gone to the finals and then lost. They've just never been there. And that took on a different life. Like my, um, there's, there's a ton of photos from last night that were taken that are up on social media that are amazing. Um, Doug Ottawell, our own Doug Ottawell took one himself of, um, of Joker and Murray. And if you haven't seen it, go, go on to Mile High Sports' Twitter account. You'll see it. We tweeted it out last night. Doug took this amazing shot of, of Joker and of Jamal, um, of them just kind of having a little moment um, uh, of celebration. But there's a there's one that means the most to me, and I retweeted that one. If you follow me at Nate Lundy, you'll see it. And it's a picture of Vic Lombardi. And it's a picture mm -hmm. of Vic yeah. with a cigar in his mouth, and he's holding the trophy. Yeah. And the reason that one means the world to me, and, and I think that photo for me summarizes so much of last night, is A, Vic's a really good friend. Um, and so it just means a lot to me to, for the fact that it's a good friend, but I don't know anybody, anybody that bleeds Denver the way that Vic Lombardi does his love for this town is as deep rooted as any human being that has ever set foot in this town. And that smile on his face, holding the trophy with a cigar sticking out of his mouth of a team that he has followed since he was a kid and then was lucky enough to be able to follow his dream to be a sportscaster and then get to be there in the locker room with the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. That photo to me summarizes it. So when it comes to, to go back to your question, when it sums, when it comes to, to trying to summarize where it ranks, I think it depends on who you are. Yeah. I think it depends on who you are and, and, and where, and, and, and where you've been. Like I'm a big hockey fan. Last year meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um, for the Avs to be able to win it. Last night meant a lot to me. Super Bowl Fifty meant a lot to me. 
but I think it means different things to different people, especially the folks that, that grew up here. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you've suffered if you've as su- a kid and got if you've teased suffered. or if whatever. You went, if you went through the Broncos losing three Super Bowls, including a couple of them in pretty spectacularly crappy fashion. Oh, yes. Then when it finally happened in thirty in Super Bowl 32, that took on a completely different meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just you you you've suffered. Like I can't stand Boston sports fans. Can't stand them. Absolutely despise Boston sports fans. But when the Red Sox finally won, I get it. Yes, I get it. Yep. And I and I am happy for them to shake that loose, just like the Cubs. Oh yes, absolutely. When the, when the Cubs finally did it. So I think that's where last night on a smaller scale feels in a, a, a franchise that had never done it. And a lot of people, myself included, didn't even know if they ever would. Exactly. Because of how the NBA is built. It took a 41st pick that was drafted during a Chalupa ad for Taco Bell to do it. That's insane. It is insane. That doesn't happen. It is crazy. The best player is from Serbia. The second best player is from Canada. Uh, you know, it's not exactly the mecca of, of professional basketball in America. It's not the L.A.'s, Boston, New York, Chicago, or even Miami. It's very unique. It's very unique. I didn't realize you're in San Antonio, so that gives yes. you a unique perspective. Do you see any similarities with maybe the humbleness, the you know, oh, between yeah. Tim Duncan and Joker? Yeah, there, there's a lot of similarities there, David. Um, you know, I, outwardly, it, there were times, and you can see it sometimes with Joker. There were times with with Duncan that you could see the the energy and the passion on the court. Like every now and then, he, as as quiet as Tim is and was, yeah, you would see it on the court sometimes, and I and I think you see it with Joker sometimes too. But there is a little bit of similarities. Um, I think Tim Duncan is the best power forward the NBA has ever seen. Agreed. Um, his his approach to the game is is second to none. Um, and in the case of Duncan, I think that Tim wound up in the perfect spot because I think he wound up with the perfect coach for his style and mm-hmm. for who he was. Um. I have not been, I, I, I talked about this with Sean and Sandy last week, actually two weeks ago. Um, I've never been a Michael Malone guy. And about two weeks ago, I said, okay, I was wrong. Yeah. I held my hand up and I was like, right here. Yep. Good for you. I was wrong um, because I didn't think Malone was going to be the guy to get them there. Um, and he proved me wrong and I've never been so happy to be wrong. Of course. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities. I'll, I'll tell you this, my biggest similarity between what the Spurs did and what Denver has gone through actually has less to do with the team. Although I think there's a ton of similarities to the 99 team with the Spurs, but, um, it has more to do with the fans. I've been talking about this for two months. I've been telling Nuggets fans, Oh, just shut up and win. Like, quit bitching about the national media. Just shut up and win. Exactly. Just shut up and win. Don't let that ruin it for you. Like, everybody got so hung up on it. And I get it. I totally get it. But 
you want to talk about a disrespected flyover organization, it was San Antonio. Yes. Before Duncan got there, even with Robinson, nobody paid attention to him. Even with the Admiral. And so for me, it was like Denver fans, like just shut up and win and then watch what happens. Did anybody else see the tweet that Nick Wright put out last night? No, I didn't when see he, last night. When what? he owned up to it and he said, Denver, I was wrong. Good for him. And Nick Wright's a tool, but he owned up to it. And I kept saying, if you win, it's the, it's the, it's the field of dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. If you win, Nuggets fans, the national media changes its tone. You had to win first. And that's what I kept trying to tell fans that people are like, no, they disrespect us. Uh, you haven't earned it yet. Until you earn it, nobody gives a crap, unfortunately. And guess what? In five months, when the season starts again, nobody's going to give a crap again. That's the cycle of the media. That is the cycle of sports. It well is, it's the memory of a goldfish, y'all. They're not going to pay any attention to Denver again next year unless you prove them wrong and you go right back to the Western Conference Finals or the, or the NBA Finals again. You're preaching to the choir on that one. Absolutely. Winning cures a lot of, uh, a lot of ills, and, but it can be short-lived. Thank you, my yes. friend. Thanks Abs- for stopping by. Absolutely. One more segment to go, 9.42 in the morning, right here, My Life Sports. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Good one here, Nigel. Good one, brother. That that is the theme right now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry who the regular season MVP was. Don't worry. Good call, man. Good call. Don't worry what the national media says. Just be happy. Your Denver Nuggets are world champions. You've got the best player on the planet in your backyard. It'll take away the joy from you. I agree with Nate there, and I've been preaching it on this show too. Just hope and root for them all the way to a championship, and that will shut people up. I I am more wrong on this show than I am right because sports can be so unpredictable. But I felt this team was on a title run. And look, I am not a lifelong Nuggets fan, so I don't bleed Nuggets colors, but they are my favorite Denver sports team. And quite frankly, I'm wearing a Denver Nuggets Champions t-shirt this morning that I got from Dick's Sporting Goods last night because I don't know if and when my Knicks will ever win a championship. And if you know me at all, you know that I suffer with all my teams. Not really a Broncos guy. I'm not as passionate about hockey as, like, say, Nate is. The Rockies will never bring you joy. It's It's a great ballpark. Go there and watch your favorite team come to town. But I really, really love the Nuggets. So don't let the national media, you know, ruin it for you. And a lot of them, I think, you know, owned up to it. I mean, Mark Jackson last night, uh, you know, poking fun at himself, like, hey, I got my MVP 
vote right this time as Jokic was the finals MVP, as if there was any doubt. One of the great playoff runs I've ever seen. And I can't think of one right now, but probably the most humble superstar I've ever seen. Just looking at some national polls and stuff. Mad Dog Sports Radio. That, of course, is Chris Russo. Today's question, the Denver Nuggets NBA title run was? Well, you could could put a lot of different answers in there. Something to behold. Uh, Once in a lifetime. Inevitable. I have to think about that one to really get the right words. Special. It was special. It really was special. And how about this question from Dan Patrick, who I really like and respect. Did I lose it? I may have lost it. I'll paraphrase. It said, uh, Jokic's lack of enthusiasm for winning the NBA championship was awesome or sad. Those were your two choices from the Dan Patrick show. Jokic's Lack of enthusiasm for the NBA title was awesome or sad, Dan, uh, as everyone is already saying to you. That's a weak question, man. That's a weak question. First of all, I'm looking at Jokic right now, tackle a teammate into a pool. He was celebrating plenty in the locker room. And, and he's, he, you know, he's a softer-spoken guy, for crying out loud. If you don't know that yet, and you're Dan Patrick. With a staff that, you know, the size of something I could only dream of, not that my guys don't do a great job, but I would love to have all your staff and the assistants and whatnot. And you don't know that Jokic is a small-town Serbian guy, an acquired guy. He's not Michael Jordan jumping up on the scores table when he wins a championship and, you know, playing to the crowd, you know, Springsteen-esque and getting them all fired up. That's not who he is. He's not Magic Johnson's personality. He is more Larry Bird, small-town Blue collar, get her done. He was overjoyed. Did you see him holding his kid there? In the cutest little leather jacket there? Come on, Dan. I work multiple jobs, including this one, so, you know, I, I may have a little bit of an excuse if I, if I get something wrong because I'm working 60 hours a week at other jobs. I'm not Dan Patrick yet. You've been doing this for decades, and you don't know about you. Uh, anyway, I digress. Now I'm now I'm letting it <laughs> I'm letting it ruin it for me. Practice what I preach, David. Denver World Champions. Uh, buddy said something. I wanted to. Uh, what's that word? Piggyback on? Is that the word or phrase? You know, Denver now becomes a free agent destination. It really does. Uh, yeah, they may have gotten one or two before, but now Denver and people watching, you know, they're not they're not the the joke of a town, a cow town, a flyover town, uh, whatever you want. If you've ever been to Denver, you know it's a it's a great place and a great sports town. Folks here love their sports and love their outdoor activities. Very healthy city and state, but now it becomes a destination. And I know it's not New York, L.A., or Chicago, or Miami. First of all, those cities are going through some really, really tough times now. Denver is too, but not to that extent. I work downtown Denver part-time. It is going through some tough times, but not like what I see in those other cities I mentioned. But now people are looking at the core here, MPJ, 
Murray and Jokic, all 28 and under. Jokic is like just entering his prime. If he wants, he could be there four or five more years. I don't think this is the type of guy who's going to play when he's 38, 39, or 40. And we could talk about that, you know, down the road. But maybe some top free agents over the next year or two say, man, I, I'm 33, 34, times a ticking. I need a ring. And they can still contribute nicely. Or maybe it's someone in their prime who's like, the heck with this. I want to go play with the best. Just like in other, you know, industries. Maybe you're an attorney or a surgeon or something like, I'll take less money, but I want to go to, you know, Johns Hopkins Medical Center. Or I want to go to the nationwide children's hospital that Jack Nicholas works with so much there in Columbus. Man, I'll take a little less, but I want to work with the best. Whatever your whatever your field is. So now it's going to be very interesting to watch, uh, you know, who the Nuggets can reel in and add to this team, add to the core and keep this going. If they win like two more titles in the next four or five years, I think you can use the word dynasty. Dynasty to me is not two titles. It's three or more. The Spurs, the Patriots, the great Lakers and Celtics teams, uh, you know, Dallas in the 90s. What's that, brother? Warriors, yes, Warriors, absolute dynasty, absolutely. They've got their core, and they've added little players here and there. Not little players, uh, literally. But, you know, they add KD for a little bit, Andrew Wiggins. But their core is Draymond and the Splash Brothers, right? Can they get one more title run out of that core? But, you know, Nigel's right. So can the Nuggets become that dynasty? Yeah, they can. But it's... Easier said than done, right, folks, for all of us who are sports fans? Easier said than done. An injury, or, you know, free agent loss, what, what have you. That, too, is a question discussion for down the road. Enjoy it now. I mean, it was, it was kind of cool that Michael Malone said, hey, we're not done yet. Although I kind of wanted to say, Mike, just let everyone enjoy it tonight. You're already talking repeat or whatever. I remember when the Lakers won two in a row and there was talk of, you know, can they three-peat, which is something Pat Riley coined. And, you know, jokingly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar covered up Pat Riley's uh, mouth, I think with a towel back in the day when they were getting the Larry O'Brien trophy. Like, don't say anything. Don't jinx it. Don't make any promises now. Enjoy the championship. We just won. So great to see this team homegrown. You know, a little addition here and there, but like I've said, the core is homegrown. They were patient with Michael Malone. I wasn't the president of Michael Malone fan club either, but I, I didn't know if he could get them over the hump. I wasn't a huge critic at all. There are much, much larger, more critical uh, folks out there than me, but I uh, look, give him all the credit in the world. His style got them to the mountaintop. I didn't know if he could do it. But he got it done. He, too, has silenced the critics. Parade is, uh, what, Thursday morning, 10 a.m.? Sounds like all this rain we've gotten in the last month and is supposed to continue through Saturday. It looks like it's going to give us a break a little bit on Thursday. It may be just cloudy, which is perfect. Do you want to go out there and bake in 92-degree sun? No. Overcast is fine for a parade or, or something if you're playing golf. Who wants to bake and sweat just standing there? Get home and you're sunburned because you forgot to put the suntan, you know, screen on. 
you know, 70 and overcast, perfect. So it's 10 a.m. It sounds very similar or exactly the same as the Avs last year. Starting at Union Station, 10 a.m. Uh, and, and right now, man, Denver, you are title town USA and the Cronkies. I got to tip my cap them, to them. I, I will forget the TV dispute for a moment. You've won three championships in a row in three different sports. Rams, Avs, Nuggets. Are they the best owners in sports right now? We can discuss that further on down the line. But right now, they're getting her done. And one last thing, Nigel, five thirty seconds. Look, my wife were excited last night. We went to Dick's Sporting Goods in Broomfield last night. And I'm just going to vent. Come on, management, what are you doing? An hour and a half wait in line, Nigel, to buy this T-shirt and a few other things. They had three registers open out of a possible, like, 15. What are you doing? What are you doing, Dick's Sporting Goods? And I, I, I like local, you know, employees and local, uh, you know, they're, they're a corporate company. But I like, you know, the, buying things locally. I was ha- We were having fun with other fans. But then everyone was like, what the heck? It reminded me when I went to the Cowboys-Broncos joint practice. And they had one metal detector to get 5,000, 6,000 people in. How do you not know this? And then you see all these other employees standing around, jump on a register. Not ready for the moment. Give me strength, Nigel. How did you not plan for that? We're not splitting the atom here. Folks, enjoy this. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful Victory Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Morning Huddle. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.